0: The bottom line is, we want to help with your sports related brand, your content marketing, and your story. Connect with us on Instagram at SportsEpreneur or find us online at SportsEpreneur.com. SportsEpreneur, the content platform where sports and entrepreneurship collide. We are
1: back today in the studio in Charlotte, North Carolina with myself, John Priori, and special guest, Mitch Ford. As we continue, you'll be hearing more from Mitch as he just started with us a couple weeks ago in a content creation and sales role. Mitch has a passion for sports and specifically the game of basketball, which you'll hear in this episode. Mitch, welcome to the podcast. John, thanks for having me. Excited to be on. All right. So you have quite the unique background from college basketball player to a coaching path to sales, and now you're here with us. So tell me a little bit about how you ended up here and your story.
2: Yeah, John. So from New York originally, a longtime basketball player, basketball fan, grew up. My dad was a huge Lakers fan. So kind of in my roots, always being a big NBA fan, went on, played college basketball, division three school called Nazareth College in Rochester, New York. Shout out Golden Flyers. Had a good career there, made a lot of good connections, learned a lot about leadership mentality, just kind of. Game of basketball, it's just a microcosm of life. So I kind of just took that into a sales career with the Charlotte Hornets. As a kid, like I said, being a big NBA fan, you know, long-term goal to work for the NBA. So I kind of chased that into a sales position. Was doing ticket sales, did my time there, ended up going to the Dallas Mavericks to work in a player development internship role. So it was more basketball, more coaching on the court with some of the guys. After my year there, it was a year-long contract. Got the opportunity to go work for University of Buffalo with the women's basketball team as a video coordinator. Eventually got promoted to director of operations. And after some time there, I decided that my roots were down in Charlotte, North Carolina. I wanted to get back here and I wanted to stay in sports. Somehow landed this opportunity down here with you guys at Cassie. I'm a sports entrepreneur. And... Kind of letting me chase that dream of being around sports and using my skill sets from marketing and sales to uh, kind
1: of launch my career. Yeah, no, I see that. It's very cool to see and glad to have you on board. So you take it back, and obviously, you mentioned you were a college basketball player. There's a lot going on right now in college athletics with student athletes getting paid, with the name, image, and likeness coming into play, and people really just starting to really get the green light on having their own platform and telling their story and creating content. What do you see as a former college basketball player, this opening doors for current student athletes and potential ones down the road? Yeah, I
2: mean, I think the opportunities are pretty limitless. The Alabama quarterback, I don't even know his name. I believe he just signed almost a million dollar deal for name, image, and likeness. And that alone kind of states the story of where this is going to go. Smaller schools are maybe more difficulty getting these opportunities. But there's always going to be people that are willing to spend money. And once people really understand the value of having these athletes in the community speaking on their behalf, I think it's going to be a lot more nationwide at different levels. You'll see a lot more Division II, Division III school players getting access to these businesses to promote. They'll realize how important it is to alumni and how important it is to a lot of different people for uh, you know the universities and these businesses.
1: Yeah, especially, you know, even if you look down the ranks of some junior colleges or D2 or D3, the community is often very much so behind these teams and these players. So it's just another way of saying, hey, you are the point guard for our team, our D3 team, our community team. Come shout out our restaurant. I'll give you X amount of dollars. Like, Do you see that happening or being a thing? I definitely see that happening. Just being in a
2: a smaller school where the same 20 people, maybe 30 people come to all of our games and they come for no other reason than they like basketball, they like small school, Division three basketball, whether they have a kid who goes there or they played there back in the day. They come and they support and they own businesses now. Eventually, it's going to get to the point where I'm going to own my own business and I'm going to be wanting to have these kids in the community help them out. Like I wish someone helped me out. Obviously that wasn't a rule when I was in college for all this stuff, but yeah, just give these kids the opportunity to, to help blossom as entrepreneurs, help blossom as people, use their platform to really make a
1: difference. And these businesses will totally benefit off of that. Yeah, no, I see it too, from a marketing side. It's very interesting of, let's say you're that point guard at a small school you now have the opportunity to be nationwide and let's say start a podcast or start a YouTube channel and just start creating without any real stipulations to think about. I know it was a few years back, there was a punter maybe from a smaller school that had a YouTube channel that got shut down. And he really kind of started all this off. Yeah, There's no limits to the internet and to really just marketing these days to where if you're that, that athlete at a small school, but you're... Willing to tell your story, you have a great story, or you're just funny, right? You're creating videos and behind the scenes stuff. That's another way to say, go for it. Start, build your own platform, create content, do it. You have a platform. It might just be 30 of your local parents or grandparents that are in the town, whatever it is, but you have a platform and you're currently on the court. You now have 30 fans for life because they're hearing from you on a podcast, let's say every Friday, and then on Saturday, they're going to watch you play basketball. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's funny because there was uh one of the dads and he had a couple daughters, and his daughter was on the dance team. And he would come up to me after every other game and just be like, Man, this is like the only reason like i come to these games is to watch you play. Like you're so mm-hmm. fun to watch. Like obviously I'm here to support my daughter, right? right. This and that. But like he would come up to me after almost every single game and just yeah. shake my hand and be like man, this is so cool. And I know right now that if I reached out to him for something, he'd be like, oh yeah, like I was a fan of that kid. He was a nice kid. He played hard or whatever this specific person thought of me. Yeah, That carries on. It's Mm -hmm. fandom kind of lasts forever.
1: Yeah, no, that's right. I mean, it's interesting to see what's about to happen, especially as we creep into football season and eventually basketball season. And it's Gonna be the first season in a year, over a year that there's fans in the stadium. Like, it's going to be nuts, and I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no, definitely. no one. Really, it's very interesting because, like, no one really knows what's going to happen, and we're going to watch it and continue to play out. And I know at Sports we'll stay involved with it, and you know, have more athletes on the podcast and continue to really just grow with everyone else on this. So then, after your career, you get into the coaching world, or that's what you initially wanted to do, right? What did you see in that from going from a player to trying to work your ranks down in the coaching world?
2: Yeah, so kind of to to circle back, right after college, physically, just absolutely, I was just beat down. I had two knee surgeries. I had a dislocated ankle or something going on with my ankle that was pretty bad. Still bothers me today. So right after college, my dreams were I could go overseas, play for a year or two, and I just decided, like, I wanted to be able to walk when I'm 40. I didn't want to do something, blow out a knee, blow out something, just because I wanted the quality of life after that. So I just kind of took a step back and said, you know what, I'm going to go use my degree and uh, get into sales. I was doing some outside sales for a while, pretty grassroot company, and loved it. The opportunity was really great, and it was a learning curve. It humbled me a lot, got me into, kind of helped give me some traction, getting this opportunity with the Charlotte Hornets to do ticket sales. Progressed through that and I'll talk about ticket sales another day, but progressed through sales. And once I was a few years recovered physically, I was like, man, I need to be back on the court. I don't know what it's doing. Like I don't know if playing's the answer. Like, I just want to get back onto the court. And that passion was always there. So transitioning from a player to the real world was really humbling for me. And I kind of knew I wanted to get back into the coaching world. I didn't realize how political per se that it could be finding jobs finding jobs that you think that you're qualified for and in reality there's somebody else willing to do it for free there's someone else that's willing to give 90 hours a week and do it for free because they might have a free place to live in that city they might have relatives that they can stay with you know there's so many stipulations to these jobs and it kind of circles all back to networking and every coaching job that I've ever had has come from networking So yeah, to kind of answer your question, John, it was an interesting journey. You know, that transition led me through some sales experience. It led me through some different opportunities, but it felt like it was the right move. It was just an intuition. I've always loved helping people. And I thought that that was my best platform to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So is that something where, you know, obviously now you're in this role now here with us, but you still have that passion for, of course, like that's not going anywhere, right?
2: Yeah, no, that's not going anywhere at all. And being in marketing, being in sales, when I'm talking to people, I don't necessarily say, oh, I'm the account executive for this. Like, that might be my title, that might be on my LinkedIn, whatever. I truly believe that I'm a small business or a marketing coach. Like, I'm here to coach you through your problems. I mean, just like coaching a player, if a player is missing a lot of shots or their footwork's all messed up, you just got to get the reps in. You just got to go back, break it down from the simplest form. And that's kind of how my approach is with this role I'm in right now. So teaching people the importance of good marketing, teaching people the importance of starting a podcast. You know, like you said, this is my first podcast here and I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm amped. Like I'm ready to, to (laughs) do 10 more already. And it's only been 10 minutes. So Just the importance of all this stuff, it really does matter. And that's kind of how I approach this job is more that I am a coach. And you can frame anything any way you want, but that's
1: the way I frame this. And it's led to have some really good conversations. No, that's a great, true sports entrepreneur analogy for those like those members of sports entrepreneur and sports entrepreneur themselves. They know that we love our analogies. That's the true one. And Mitch, you saw it on last Friday. We went out to... Delta V Forensic Engineering, they're a client of ours here in Charlotte. And so they have a live podcast each Friday. So we have been, and we are their coach. We help them build that podcast from the strategy, which you can look at it from the X's and O's and watching film and doing all these different things to everything as far as nailing the equipment down. And then you see the final product, which is the game day at one o'clock on Friday, we're live and we're there, which you got to see finally coaching them through that entire process. And you, then you just sit back and you watch your players do their thing. It's pretty awesome. And that's where you having that analogy really made me think through it. Like that really is what it is at the end of the day. And there's so many parallels, which is why this platform exists between sports and business.
2: Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> and one of the, my favorite things that's kind of been a theme in my life lately is just enabling people. Enablement is just, I think, the best thing in the world. It's, it really is pushing them. Not pushing them in a bad way, but giving them that extra guidance to start something that they want to start or to jump at something that they want to start. If you can light that spark for them and let that spark turn into a fire for them, I mean, that's the ultimate feeling for a coach is helping this person get that aha moment that really generates something big down the road for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously a part of your role now, which we touched on, is, is sales. Do you see your athletic background? playing a role in why you're passionate about sales, like whether it's being competitive or helping people out or whatever that might be. Do you see that playing a role in that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And the typical, what people will say about being an athlete, oh, they work harder. Oh, they're competitive. Oh, they're this. Like what I really think a an athlete truly embodies is being mindful, being mindful about whether it's in basketball, it's just spacing, like being mindful of where you are on the court, where you are here and there, like being mindful of this person guarded me a certain way this possession. What's going to happen the next possession? Oh, well, I just made two shots in a row going to my left. Well, now they're probably going to stop me to go to my left. Like being mindful of what's happening around you. And I kind of take that approach, you know, going into sales, but I take it as building a relationship. Like I said, I don't really consider myself a salesman. I consider myself a coach. And using mindfulness is just one of the ways that I've really seen success. So kind of circle back like, yes, I do think being an athlete helps me be a salesman, but it's through skills like mindfulness, not just saying, oh, I work harder than people.
1: Mm -hmm. That makes total sense. And working with you, especially the last couple weeks, you see that and it's embodied. So with that said, you've been here for about two weeks now what have you seen? What have you seen so far? Let us in. <laughs>
2: That's a fun question. The biggest thing I've seen is just opportunity. You guys here at Sports Superpreneur, it's just kind of opened up my eyes to how much marketing, how many skills that people think they have in place and they really have nothing. Like the opportunity, whether it's to make a lot of money or generate revenue versus the opportunity of just Reaching somebody and making an impact. There's so much opportunity out there that sometimes when you just have a salary job doing this and that, like you just get caught up in the little things and you don't really look big picture. And I really see big picture with everything we do here. And yeah, that main theme is just opportunity the opportunity to help small businesses really take it to the next level. Obviously, you have to get it and you have to understand and be willing to invest in yourself, but. The
1: opportunity is there and we're just here to help you take it. Yeah, I think that's it. And you embody kind of what we look for and what fits around here is one, very entrepreneurial. Like you want to do your own thing one day. You have this self-starter mentality in it. And then also that creativity gene of, hey, what else can we do? Can we go watch football, hang out and also still create revenue off that? Like really, I think what's cool and I want to get your opinion on this is you can go a thousand different routes with it. It's essentially like a coach. Like you can call, there's 50 plays you can call in this scenario, but I have those three or four that I'm always going to with two minutes left and that's what we're mm. going to go with. Like, what do you like about that, that creativity and sort of uniqueness?
2: The fun thing about this is it's different with every person. And I've talked about this before, but every opportunity, every client pitch, whatever you want to call it, It all starts with the relationship you build. And building that foundation lets you be more creative. If you know about their family or this or that, you can be more creative of where you can take this opportunity. So, I guess a good example would be if you know that somebody is a a diehard Bills fan like I am. And guess what? We met in North Carolina and whatever. They live in Florida. It doesn't really matter. If we can. Come up with some creative idea, be like, wow, this is something I saw on the bills website. Like, what do you think about that for your website? And it's like, that never would have been brought from the pitch right in the start. But it's like, wow, I found something that this person's interested in. I want to relate to them through this. How can we use this to build your business? Or, oh, wow, guess what? We think that we can take that idea and then ramp it up to the next level by opportunities we've had with other clients that we've worked with. Like, maybe we've done something that was almost next level past the first opportunity. And it's one of those things that we have the opportunity to be creative and it's definitely exciting.
1: Yeah, it fuels it. Creativity fuels it. And I'm excited for you to continue to see it. Like, you know, it was cool this morning and geared, and I'll let you tell the story, but you kind of saw it for the first time of how content works to even just have a conversation. What was that like?
2: Yeah. So pretty interesting scenario. Just a person I connected with on LinkedIn three years ago when I first got my Hornets job. And he just happened to work in the building with the Hornets. And I didn't realize that I connected with him three years ago because I was going through people who are entrepreneurs in the area, people who have owned businesses in the past, whatever. And I ended up with this job, just posting a lot of content and just sharing our podcast and sharing my beliefs and not really caring what anybody thought. And... For a couple of weeks, this guy told me, he's like, I've been watching your posts and I've been seeing you say this and that. I saw you share a little five minute podcast like that. Let me know about you. And he's like, I've been, I had this gut feeling that I should just reach out to you. And he just didn't do it. And he told his wife that, man, this kid's just posting stuff. He just doesn't even care. Like he doesn't care who looks at it. And I ended up messaging him because I was just interested about his background. I saw he worked for the Hornets. We had a couple connections. We ended up having an hour long conversation, and we realized that I used to work for an extended family member. I had a job opportunity at one point in his hometown. There were just so many things that we just delve into, and yeah, it was just a really cool opportunity to show how content actually matters. And I know Staying it's out. like so yeah. cliche because it like that's the name of our other <laughs> podcast we have is Content Matters, but it's like it really just it went full circle. And that was the first time, you know, I've had conversations and I know the importance, but this guy was, he seemed pretty fire up to talk to me. Like, but I just, I said, Hey, can we just get on a phone call? And his whole thing was, I wanted to say, hell yeah, let's get on a call. And he just ended up responding like, yep, well, I have time this day. Let's do it. But that was like his fire. He saw it and he was passionate about it. So that's one fan of the two weeks I've been posting stuff a couple of times a day. That conversation matters. and. Who knows what that'll lead to.
1: Well, that's it. That's why a lot of times we would tell clients and potential clients, we're doing the same things we're telling you to do. You're literally doing that. That's why we create content. That's why we're on a podcast right now is just you never know who's listening. You never know who was going to scroll past your post on LinkedIn and really relate to your story yourself and that piece of content that you're putting out there. So it was really cool to hear that this morning and to really just see it. I'm excited for more opportunities like that. So with that said, what's next? What are you excited for? What do we've got going on? Yeah, I mean, like I kind of touched
2: on earlier, I'm just excited for the opportunity. Opportunity to talk to these people, to build these relationships. The opportunity to see what type of people that I could work with. I know there's going to be an opportunity where I end up talking to somebody who owns this type of business. And it's like, I could be working with a... It could be literally anything, some tech company, and it could be like, wow, I've never thought about, you know, going back to like Delta, like, oh, wow, I never personally thought about working with a forensic engineering company. Like, how cool is it? That might be my biggest passion in five years, but you just never know based off these conversations that you have and who you have them with. So the opportunity is there. The future is so bright here,
1: and we're going to go take it. There we go. I love that. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on board and, you know, another like-minded individual and everyone out there listening. Keep listening and cuz sports matters, content matters and we're going to be out here around the community around wherever you're located and continuing to just create, talk through some topics and have some neat guests on and keep talking about the great game of basketball, sports, content, life, whatever that might be. So, Mitch, I appreciate it and We'll leave some info on how to get in touch with you in the show notes. And please feel free to reach out to myself, Mitch, or our entire team if you have questions or just want to continue to build a relationship with us. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah, John, thanks for kind of facilitating this and feel free to reach out to us anytime. We are a very down-to-earth group of people and just want to help you,
0: so. Thank you.